Welcome to the Root of It All podcast with Tree, where you will learn new habits for human betterment. We talk about all things related to personal growth and everything is on the table. Each episode will explore different topics like self-care, mindfulness, goal setting, and more with a focus of practical tips and actionable advice you can start implementing in your life today. Our goal is to help you become the best version of yourself and live a more meaningful life. So grab a drink, cozy up, or take your dog for a walk, or even go for a drive. Join us for some fun and meaningful conversation. Let's grow together. Tree here again, the root of it all with Tree. And today we are talking with Kyle. So Kyle, I've been working with, he's a personal trainer at the Burlington Center Good Life. And I've been working with him for probably what, like almost two years now or something like that. And just today we found out that my body fat ratio is down 3%. What does that mean? So body fat percentage down 3%. So essentially the, the body fat percentage to lean body mass ratio is the ratio between your muscles. So your lean tissue, such as your bone, connective tissue relative to your fat mass. So overall, that's really great for her to reduce that body fat percentage and have an increase in that lean tissue. Only going to increase your metabolism, right? So good for you, Tree. I'm really proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and thanks for saying okay to do this (laughs) and to talk to everybody. So some of the themes that you and I talk about in terms of mobility, like a lot of clients that, that I see that are coming for weight loss, sometimes it's like a mobility thing that they're deciding in their mind that they can't do or and you've seen it many of times that people can generally do more than what they think that they can right yeah no for sure so a lot of people do come to see me strictly just for weight loss but then as i assess and over time i start to notice limitations in their mobility or their stability or their ability to move properly right and do the movements properly in the gym so that they could get to their intended goal So what I specialize in is the biomechanical side of things. I I love to assess movement and make sure everyone's moving properly and through a a full range of motion as effectively as possible so that they can not only effectively exercise, but uh, get the most out of each exercise they do do so that they can expend as much energy as possible so that they can get to their fat loss goals rather than just randomly moving through movements and without thinking about certain things. And I think that's like a really key part about training that a lot of people don't necessarily succumb to or think about. So what would be the most common mobility issues that people have? So there's a wide variety. I notice a lot of shoulder, especially in the gym, and then lower back, excessive mobility, I'd say. So hip and shoulder are the the two joints in the body that have the highest amounts of mobility, but due to nature of people's jobs, lives these days, people don't move as much. So their mobility in their shoulders and hips become highly restricted. So now, because those those big joints can't move as well, you're getting a lot of compensation from the spine, getting a lot of compensation from the neck which is not good as well and a lot of times leading to issues in those areas. So enhancing shoulder and hip mobility is so crucial for uh, a lot of people in the gym setting. And what would you say would be the top, say, like two exercises for shoulders and then two exercises for hips to say somebody, whether they wanted to just work out at home on their own or if they wanted to go to the gym, like, you know, what would be the starting point? Yeah, so the goal is just to keep it simple in the beginning because no one's going to do it if it's a little bit too complex. So Mm -hmm. the shoulder and the hip, they move in multiple different ways. So making sure that those mobility drills target those specific movements. So for example, the shoulder could rotate internally and then rotate externally. So that would be part of the workout or mobility program. I got to make sure we give exercises to do that actually enhance 
their internal and then external rotation. So there's different things you can do to enhance that, right? I love banded work. So you could take a band, do some pull-up parts. You could open up the chest to improve their external rotation. So there's different things you can do. For the hip, I like the the 90-90. So making sure that your limbs are both in 90-degree positions Mm -hmm. and you're really opening up that deep glute. That's really going to open up the internal and external rotation of the hip as well. And then shoulder and hip also move through flexion and then extension. So making sure that they're able to actually bring their arm overhead without compensation. For for people like me, that's up and down. Flexion and what did you say? Flexion and what? Extension. Yeah, flexion and extension. So he was just moving his arm like up and down. So the cool thing about what I'm learning from you, Kyle, like right now, just how you're describing these things, is basically it's like more of a rotation as opposed to just, you know, doing chest press or doing like some traditional things that people tend to think that that is what they need to do. Like, so it's more about utilize what and what and correct me if i'm wrong too right so it's more about utilizing the fundamental ways that the shoulder is supposed to move right because it does sure. it, it is you're using the word like rotation you're not using chest press you're not using like overhead press if somebody wants to protect their shoulder again correct me if i'm wrong it's more creating the rotation so that they're working all of the tiny little supportive muscles is that right am i right in saying that no oh, yeah you're, you're very accurate there so rotation is is a key indicator of performance, your ability to rotate, and you need rotation to produce force from these very strong joints. So if you're limited in your ability to rotate from the shoulder and the hip, not only your force production may be limited when you are lifting weights, but your day-to-day life, your ability to move into certain positions, your ability to feel good, is actually going to be somewhat limited as well. So when I'm programming for clients like you, I'm making sure that I am optimizing your rotation and your ability to rotate through your shoulder and hip so that you can produce force properly rather than doing a lot of bilateral or symmetrical type movements like the traditional chest presses and squats. I like to do unilateral work, single arm work, right? Uh, things that require you to rotate and uh, move into different positions, which is very valuable over time to keep you healthy and strong. Yeah, like carrying groceries out from the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like right everyday now. stuff. Yeah, like yeah, the farmer's my... walks, right? <laughs> yeah. And teach me more about the, what did you say, call it like force press? Or what's the wording that you use? Like, what is that? Force production? First, yeah, what is that? So force production. So what I study with like biomechanics, biomechanics is essentially the study of how your body responds to and produces force. So I'm going to give you an example. So when you go in for a body weight squat per se, you have to apply force into the ground in order to get your body back up and drive and resist your weight, right? So you drive yourself back up, right? So your body has to produce force into that ground somehow. You mainly get that from not only just muscle. Muscle, of course, is going to be the prime factor there, but your ability to rotate through your joints and to compress and drive force in the ground so that you can get back up are key factors to that as well. And then as you get stronger in the gym, your ability to produce force is going to become better, but not necessarily more efficient, right? So that's where sometimes problems result as well as if you're inefficiently producing force and you're using other structures in the body, such as the lower back to produce that force. And uh, now you're getting compensations from areas they don't like pain results from that, right? So there's different things, different etiologies, but that's generally kind of what I study. 
Yeah. Yeah. And for me, working with you for a long period of time, it was been really cool in terms of the transformation myself that I felt like in terms of, you know, we've also been working on handstands and, you know, the way that you came about to for me to do certain exercises to create the mobility, the strength, and even the balance because every human being is not balanced. So tell me a little bit more about that, like just the imbalances. What's the biggest imbalance that you've seen or what, and also what it is that you work towards to create more of a balance? Okay, yeah, that's a great question. So our bodies, it's really interesting. Our bodies naturally have a bias toward the right side. We are heavier naturally on the right side. So the liver is a massive organ that sits on the right side of our body. Our lung is actually bigger on the right. And then our diaphragm, our breathing muscle, larger on the right as well. Interesting. Yeah, so our body actually compensates to the right because gravity is just naturally pulling us downward. So we're going to, a lot of people are going to get locked up in their right hip due to that, just because of the force of gravity. And your body has an interesting way of reorganizing itself based on the force of gravity. It's always responding to keep your center of mass in a correct spot. Right? So common compensation I see all the time is that right hip is locked up and you can't necessarily move as well into that hip and mm -hmm. people end up either like bending from the spine or driving the knee inward right on that side so that is something to really work on and pay attention to in terms of opening up the right hip and then the left shoulder i find is typically unstable in a lot of people because of this as well because if your body's pulling you down on the right that left shoulder is going to hike up and uh, compromise the stability at that joint so those are some things to, to look for or look for uh, when you're assessing yeah that's fascinating and so people that are listening to this what they need to know about Kyle as well is that how passionate you are. Like even just as he's answering these questions, like he just, there's passion that's behind it, which is so awesome. And, and what I appreciate when I'm working with you as well is because you're truly genuinely interested. In, and I love the way that you come at it is the same way that I do with any client is that you're looking at the human in front of you and then you're stepping into tons of curiosity about what's going on with that human body, right? And you're taking all of the knowledge and the experience that you've had over the years and and then you're creating the exercise program or the fitness program that the person that the human body needs for the person, which is awesome. And so I know that you wanted to also about the biomechanisms. Am I saying that right? And the oh, biomechanics. Oh, biomechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so That's awesome. kind of my background, though. Like what I like to learn about. Yeah. Um, what would I, what I have been talking about is kind of biomechanics and like a study of how your body responds and produces force, right, and how your joints move. And then when it comes to combining that with anatomy. Anatomy and like anatomy is the study of how the structure of our body, right? So combining functional anatomy and then biomechanics. Now you can truly understand how humans like move like space. It's just so important for other trainers to understand these concepts because now you can just make a way better exercise program for that specific individual because now you understand how they move and like what maybe limitations they have and what's because every single no person people shouldn't have the same exercise program. Like the, each person should have the individualized plan based yeah. on their individual characteristics, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. And so what would you say, like, if I were to ask you some myths that people like clients of yours that come in and had, so for example, like some clients that come in, they'll say to me like, oh, I can't lose weight because I'm in menopause or I can't lose weight because I have osteoarthritis in my knees. Like what from your experience, clients that have come in and you've broken the myth that they've decided in their own mind or, and they surprise themselves and surpass. Hmm. That's a great question. I'll have to think about that one for a little. So comment like anything. So it could be either fat loss or. Yeah. Um, pain management. Yeah. Uh, a big one is like when people come in with pain, it's like, oh, I got to stretch. That's like the first thing they think about. Oh, I have to stretch <laughs> this area. Like, oh, I should just stretch that area more. And like partially part of that is true. 
but not necessarily. I feel like, for example, if someone did come in with hip pain, more often than not, the, the true cause of the issue is going to be somewhere else within the body, and mm. it's important to find that out, right? Okay. So, like I said before, it's like if someone comes in with a locked up hip, their hip is bothering them. But rather than only stretching the hip, maybe let's see what the knee's doing. Let's see what the foot is doing. Let's see what the lumbar spine, the lower back, how that is moving, right? Is that compensating, right? So, instead of only looking at the site of pain, it's important to really look at other areas and really assess what is going on, have more of a systemic approach rather than just looking at that one area, deciding to stretch it and think it's going to get better, right? Yeah. And that's the great thing about you because that's, you're so in curiosity when you're looking at your client, right? So, and that's really good. That's what you want in a trainer is that they're, if you are made up in your own mind saying like, oh, well, I got a bum knee and you're as a trainer looking at it, well, hey, just let's, you know, maybe increase the strength in the muscle around the knee or maybe it's the hip or whatever else or lumbar spine or whatever those other things that, yeah, which is what you want because, you know, the human body that we are all blessed with that's the only one we have it's probably the most valuable thing right don't take care of your body then you don't have your house so let's go on to what would you say is the most challenging thing that you put your body through physically like because you're an athlete right you're doing this run that you did is that the most challenging thing that you've done or has you have you like done other things it's a good question i mean i played multiple sports i was a rugby player football in high school soccer hockey so i have had different types of challenging within a sport but when it comes to my own individual training i think it's this past year when i'm training for this marathon this 42 kilometer run i've gone for some pretty long runs that i before didn't believe i could actually do and perform without stopping but i have been able to do that and the training process has really made me just a stronger individual my mindset has changed and i feel like i'm growing each time i go for a longer run so i'm really excited to finally complete my first marathon in October. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's what you want, like any human too, that the fact that you're actually living what you're teaching your clients, right? What you're training, your sure. clients, you're living it, you're pushing yourself and even going through like all the sports and how to do all of that, navigate through from sport to sport. If you were to pick what sport is your favorite to play? I would say I really enjoy playing football, American football. It was probably the sport I was best at. I played linebacker. So I was on the defense and I was tackling guys. So that was my job is just to tackle the running back. <laughs> Just to get in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just get and, in. <laughs> and I love watching football, so it's a big part of my life. So it's definitely something I'm definitely going to follow for the rest of my life. I love training like an athlete. I love to view exercise as training and training like an athlete rather than just, oh, exercise again through that day, again through yeah. that, that lift rather like I like doing the athletic-based stuff. I think the majority of the population should adopt that mindset and become their own athlete, right? Start, maybe sign up for a 5K, do whatever they like to do, but train for something. I think that's very powerful. Like you, like your kickboxing now, and I, I love that for you because that's something to train for, and you could start evolving and growing in that category, right? So instead of just having exercise be something that you have to get through or be a task, I think it's important to view it as a training for summer. Yeah, and having fun doing it, right? Yeah. You and I, we joke around all the time. Like we're cracking jokes left right and center <laughs> so we're laughing all the way all the way through and it's a lot of fun as we're working out which makes it go by so much faster and, and you know gaining strength and all of these things so what would like as a human race right if you were asked the question kyle what should us as a human race focus on when it comes to health what would you be your top three things that you would, if you only got to pick three, what would be the top three things that you would say for overall health? Okay. Yeah, this is a great question. So 
Right now, there is an obesity epidemic, especially in North America. A lot of it is due to lack of exercise, and we are surrounded by fast food restaurants, Uber Eats, like things like that, making our life way more efficient. So that is one thing for sure. I think everyone should value is that like you want to keep your body fat percentage relatively low, relative to your lean body mass, like your muscle, and keep that muscle tissue high. Maintain that ratio is so important just for general health and feeling happy too, because it's only going to enhance your food as well. That's the one thing. Another thing is is strength so making sure that you maintain strength in all joints so maintaining mobility and stability in each joint mm -hmm. and making sure that you don't necessarily have to lift like 500 pounds for one rep it's not what strength necessarily is it's making sure that all joints strong are strong you're able to move in different ranges of motion with strength and stability and you're able to function well throughout yeah. every day and what i can add to that is when you and i first started together you see it some knee pain because i wear high heels all the time and since we built up this strength like my legs and all around my knees i never never get knee pain anymore and I still wear heels <laughs> so um, so yeah 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 perfect right that, those little things can limit your ability to get through the day, right? Or work, yeah. right? So you want to make sure that you're as happy as possible. And then that leads into the third one, I'd say psychological health. Exercise may be the best drug for psychological health. Mm -hmm. I see it all the time. And when people start working with me, they just get happier, right? And it's so important to have a structured exercise and diet plan so that your psychological health is maintained and you're able to get through day to day with still being happy and productive and all that. Because depression anxiety is way too prevalent right now. It's mm -hmm definitely an issue and there's health practitioners like us really busy trying to help people get through everyday lives happily right so yeah and you and I've had that conversation multiple times when you know I always focus on how I'm going to feel when I leave right because I know that I have more energy you know being self-employed working long hours and things like that like I feel way better with working out and even upping it more than you know just it was twice a week and now it's like three times a week and you know add back yoga again it's so important for overall health and for mental health physical health and spiritual health right because if we're not moving our body then we can we can get caught up in our in our thoughts and our minds our thoughts can turn into going down unuseful rabbit holes but when we're moving our body we're actually moving through the any unuseful energy right like thoughts or energy even what is it that you called it again the force the like force production the force production yeah like <laughs> that's that's moving yeah. energy for sure, right? for sure. yeah and it's like you're letting go of energy you're letting go of thoughts you're changing the thoughts and also you're actually having like a human body experience because if we're not having human body experiences we're ending up making experiences in our head and sometimes those can be unuseful right like beating yourself up or whatever but when you're working out you're having an accomplishment or you know getting the blood flowing even more right for sure i completely agree the three big bet are health benefits i'd say social relationships maintaining really good social relationships and make sure you're talking to someone face to face every single day instead of just staying cooped up in your home for psychological health. I've noticed even when I started my personal training job, my mental health enhanced like significantly relative to being in, staying in a university house, studying online. And it's just so important for people to understand that and make sure that they maintain healthy relationships with people. Yeah, this human thing, you know, it's good that we're getting back to the human thing, like connecting with other human beings. Even this morning, I'm part of this B&I group and talking about going back to full time in person, which I think is great because even from business relationships, connecting with other people from an energetic standpoint is so much better. And so funny because I, you and I had this conversation before too about how kinesthetic I am and also you're 
very kinesthetic as well. Most personal trainers are kinesthetic, right? Their job is to move their body. And so it's interesting that over the pandemic, it was hard to do online training because it's very difficult, even though I loved moving my body. But what would you say if somebody is looking for a personal trainer, what should they look for in order to find one that they connect with the most? That's right. That's another great question because I think when someone is signing up for personal training, their relationship with the personal trainer so key. Like you need to have that. If you don't have that, you're not going to get the same experience and you're not going to get your money's worth as much, right? Like it's so important to have a healthy relationship with someone. So I'd say having someone like-minded. So when it comes to say education, like whatever your goal is or whatever your intent is that the trainer is for, make sure that trainer has the educational background and is passionate toward that field. I'd also say like-minded interests and make sure that you're interested in some of the things so that coaching becomes a little bit easier and becoming the client is a little bit easier. Yeah, uh, like you had to mandatorily like laugh at all my jokes. That was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, right? Right. So that was, you know, the great thing. So whether it is an interesting thing too, and even about you and I have had this conversation before about having the right amount of push, right? Like I said to you, like, you need to push me hard. Whereas for some people, you've had your foot on the gas that hard with others. It may not be good, right? Whereas, yeah, what's great about you, Kyle, is that you know when to kind of like hold back or when to push properly, which is good because I can be my own worst enemy and just like go too far. Um, Where yours like, no tree, just take a break. It's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your yeah. break is good. Right? <laughs> the one second breaks. Yeah. I mean, it's so important to not always just make, push yourself to the limit. Every time you go into the gym, like you want a couple days of the week where you go in and maybe not pushing yourself to the limit, but still getting some stuff done. Mm-hmm. Intensity wow. management, a key part of my job, even when I'm programming, mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that you're not over overdoing things too, right? Because overtraining is a big thing as well. Yeah. Not killing the client is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I poke fun yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is there anything else that you want to tell people about anything about personal training or about yourself or humans in general? Yeah, so when it comes to like an exercise program for people, I did uh, talk about how it's important to individualize it for yourself and make sure it's individualized for your specific goal. I do find within a lot of people's exercise routines, they are missing some key things, some key stimuluses that maybe make their exercise program better and more efficient for them. So things that I think about when I am programming for a client and things are, that are mandatory in my mind are certain stimuluses such as mobility, making sure that you're working on mobility, mm-hmm. stability, stability training. So that necessarily mean just walking or uh, standing on one leg could be like holding a position of a bottom. Oh, yeah. You've got me doing a yeah. whole bunch of different shenanigans. So yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that's a big part of the, the routine as well. Usually you do that at the start of your day and then you want to focus on strength so strength is working within the five to eight rep range a little bit lower reps but your intensity is higher you're putting on a lot more load so that's a different stimulus and then you have your hypertrophy stimulus which is building your lean tissue like your muscle so that can stem anywhere from five to 30 repetitions with an optimal amount of load in order to build mass and then you have your conditioning so you have your aerobic and then anaerobic so aerobic would be long duration and then anaerobic would be shorter durations such as like high intensity interval training, say like sprint sessions, things like that, of things of that nature. 
making sure all those things are in the program is pretty key for optimal gains. That's one thing I'd point out. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge and to continued fun at the gym for me, that's for sure. And getting me back, getting me down to that 3%, even more than whatever you called it. See, that's why I keep you around so that you can remind me of all of these things, the body max, max index or whatever it is, the fat yeah, ratio. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So no, if anyone wants no to, problem, con- yeah. yeah. And if anyone wants to contact Kyle, all of his information is going to be in the link with his bio and contact him. If you want to get a services, I would highly recommend. It's awesome. All right. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you so much. Well, folks, that's a wrap for today's episode of The Root of It All with Tree. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. But before we go, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. And we will be posting motivational quotes and behind-the-scenes content that you won't want to miss. Also, you can always sign up to come live while we're filming this or even join us online through Zoom. We always offer open question and answer after each episode that we don't record, so it's all private. But you can get more involved. So sign up for free at businessgrowthresults.com. We're going to cover all kinds of different topics that you're not going to want to miss. And if you're looking for that one-on-one guidance or help, be sure to book a free screening. You can do that at burlingtonhypnosis.ca or call 905-634-4777. And finally, you can catch our podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So be sure to subscribe and never miss an episode. Thanks for listening.